0: Hey everyone, welcome back to our podcast and welcome to episode two. Oh, it's so exciting to hear you say that. I feel like it's been such a long time since we recorded, but we're getting right back into it. Um, So spring break was last week for us. It was honestly really relaxing, but very short. Now that I'm like getting back into school and I have midterms, I'm like, I wish I was back in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Um, but instead of taking the classical approach and asking what we did, we're going to switch it up, do it to it style. So Danny, what was on your mind this past break? And what are some things that, um, or how did you implement the Diddy mindset in your personal life? Yeah.
1: I mean, taking time off school and academics is great, but honestly, a pretty difficult thing for Mm -hmm. me to do in general. Um, I like the schedule I'm going, and I really function best when I have a day-to-day schedule and format planned out and Mm simplified ahead of time. Mm -hmm. So going, quote, planless was a strong point of resistance for me. My mind was constantly drifting to things that I could have been doing. Working on an upcoming paper, studying, researching, Mm -hmm. you name it, I was probably thinking about doing it.
0: It's literally so hard to relax, I feel like, for both of us. It (laughs) is. It is is so bad. It (laughs) is.
1: (laughs) Um, so it's pretty hard to stay present in the moment, mm. but I've been working a lot on that recently and practicing mindfulness. Mm. It's one of my bigger goals to focus on in the scope of the year. And as someone who's conditioned to work, rest creates kind of this inherent tension for me mm-hmm. that I always seek to resolute. So it's hard to give myself permission to not think about the other things that I could be doing and just be present. Mm-hmm. So in terms of breaks, um, like you said, I think it's been significantly harder to take them now in college versus in high school because... Mm-hmm. In high school, you could kind of get that breathe in the pause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And here, I mean, Berkeley's merciless. There's always like something you could be doing. Exactly, yeah. and the inflow of content, midterms, finals, mm-hmm. it's just nonstop. So yeah. it feels like you can't take that break. Um, so theoretically, I could have skipped hitting the refresh on my inbox, but I think that ultimately would have done more harm than good to me. Mm-hmm. So that's my hot take on it. In terms of Diddy, I did it to <laughs> it definitely when I was out my comfort zone. I was in Miami. Um, And having that extra time to just think about the things that have been on the back burner was so important to me. Mm -hmm. Um, And kind of like putting the meaningful time into those thoughts and why Mm -hmm. those were on the back burner and really just thinking about everything in general. Um, So I'm not going to complain about having time off (laughs) school, time away from Berkeley, just time to myself and my thoughts. So to recap, that that was my break. But what about you, Sam? It was good. It was really relaxing. I'm
0: just going to talk about one thing that you said about like feeling word this like unproductive mm-hmm. when you're on break like that's what we as like people who are highly motivated and driven we think that like a rest is like being unmotivated and not being productive like, which I think your is so totally bad yes yeah. and it's really hard for me to find that balance between like sitting in my bed like reading a book or sitting in my bed like laying down taking a break is good for me and it's not unproductive like I need that time for myself mm-hmm. and like you're saying like that's allowed you to be more mindful which is definitely something that I need to work on too so I definitely Took that to heart when you were saying that. Um, So for me, I went to San Diego, which is like an hour and a half south of my house. But um, I grew up going there a lot when I was younger. And I think going there so often made me hate it. Mm. Because, I don't know, it just like reminded me of car rides with my brother where we'd fight the whole way. And then like, I don't know, just various bad memories. So going there, I was like, oh, like San Diego, Mm. a little hesitant. Um, And I was like, oh, there's nothing to do there, like all this stuff but honestly it really surprised me i had probably like the one of the best like four like relaxing days ever it was so nice to just like let loose and just like accept things as they come and just spend time at the beach and chill and the people i went with are most definitely like that like they're very chill Mm -hmm. and go with the flow type people and i would like to say i'm a good balance between go with the flow and planning but i would say i'm more like type a and i like to plan things out yep, i am too so it was hard for me to like go with their spontaneity when it came to plans Mm -hmm. and stuff but everything worked out perfectly like we saw this really small band in concert like the tickets were literally 16 dollars like we literally planned it the day of but it was so much fun and honestly like we wouldn't have done that if like it was planned out perfectly so I really learned that you know you can find beauty in things that aren't planned and honestly like finding beauty in the simple moments, which is one of the main things that I took away from break. But my main thing that I really, really appreciate about break was the disconnection that I had as much as, I know Danny was talking about this earlier about like refreshing the inbox Mm -hmm. and stuff, as much as I wanted to do that and as much as I knew that like I had a lot of stuff going on after break, I knew that I needed this week to really just focus on myself and refreshing, like allowing my body to relax and not have anything be on my mind all the time. Um, So that was really nice. Um, Spending time outside nature and, again, embracing like the little things was um, a lot of the things that I appreciated over this break. But, again, in terms of Diddy, definitely did it to it with the spontaneity thing. Went outside (laughs) my comfort zone. I was like, you know what? I'm going to embrace this new territory of not planning everything out and just go with it. And it ended up being great. So it was a really good time. Yeah, well, I think both of us
1: really stepped outside our comfort zones, but also mm-hmm. spent that meaningful time to ourselves. Whether yeah. that was disconnecting, being f- mindful, or just engaging in new opportunities. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So getting into it, this, this week's episode is a heavier one where we're going to be discussing the aspects surrounding toxic relationships and validation. Let's just dive into it.
0: There's not really any sugarcoating here.
1: <laughs> no. But kind of the topics that we are going to cover are... Attention-seeking mindsets, breeding of toxicity, one-sided relationships, confrontations, vulnerability, dependency,
0: and everything in between. Okay, so when we say heavy, we're not, not sugarcoating that. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good one. And I think the reason why I want to talk about this is because a lot of me and Dani's conversations about like whenever we're catching up and stuff, it always leads back to this sort of thing like we're dealing with people in our lives that are toxic Mm -hmm. and we're also learning how to identify those types of relationships like i'll come to danny with something and she'll be like sam like you shouldn't be engaging in this like not a good idea and then vice versa so Mm -hmm. being able to have that like sort of relationship like friendship with danny that we're able to identify that for each other is really helpful Mm -hmm. but then also like being able to identify those toxic relationships for ourselves is also really necessary Mm -hmm. so let's dive in
1: so (laughs) relationships whether those are with friends, family, significant others, I can't help but think that we've all experienced a time where we felt disregarded, dismissed, mm-hmm. unheard. I know yeah. I personally have. And despite these negative feelings, we still want to be seen. So why do we desperately chase these feelings?
0: I don't even know how to like answer that. I think no relationship is perfect, you know, right. like with anyone. Obviously, like you're not gonna have, I don't know, everything you want in any mm-hmm. sort of relationship you have. But you could if you communicate those things, which Mm -hmm. is another thing we're going to get into later about, like, communication. Like, people don't know things unless you tell them. Like, I talked about this with my therapist, like, a couple years ago. I was like, like, why aren't they doing these things? Like, blah, blah, blah. And she told me, like, you can't expect people to do things that they don't know they're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. So, for example, like, me and Danny a friendship, like if I need Danny to like be more communicative about things, or if a certain way of her communicating isn't working for me mm-hmm. and I'm getting stressed out about it, she won't know that I'm stressed or upset about it unless I tell her, and I can't expect her to do that. Or if I wanted Danny to do something for me and like reach out more, she wouldn't know to do that unless I told her. And so that's the main thing that I've realized from my relationships. Also, going back to what you said about why do we desperately chase relationships, friendships, etc. Um, I think it's our human nature to be surrounded by other people, at least for me in general, and want to connect with them and build relationships with them. Um, I love being surrounded by people, even if I'm not talking to them. It's just nice to get gain a new perspective and um, hear about where people came from, their background, what things in their life have made them to who they are. It's just so interesting to me. But at the same time, with this deep dive into wanting to know people so badly at such a deep level, it's not always reciprocated. and. That, for me, is something that, like, I really struggle with. Um, Like, sure, you meet a person who isn't too interested in getting to know you, which is totally fair. Like, I get it. But what I struggle with is that those people who appear to care about me and want to build a friendship or relationship with me, but put no effort in. The one-sidedness. Yes, the one-sidedness. If the effort is never the same coming from the other party, and I feel that a lot of the time, and I felt that a lot lately, um, I don't know if it's just, like, college, like, everyone being super busy but it sucks like it would just be nice to get like a simple text like hey Mm -hmm. like thinking about you or like oh i walked by this coffee shop like thinking about you like things like that i know danny talked about that in her um recent blog post about what it means to say how are you Mm -hmm. and like just being intentional with your relationships um but being wanted and valued in a friendship feels amazing on the flip side when it's not there it fucking sucks and there's also these relationships where it's pretty surface level, which is totally okay. Like nothing against it, but it's almost as if the other person doesn't trust you for you to know anything deeper about them, um, even if you genuinely, even if you genuinely care about what's deeper. And I think coming to terms with that, um, that coming to terms with the fact that these relationships exist and are okay and can still be good is good, but it's something that I'm struggling to deal with right now because I'm like I want deeper relationships with people Mm -hmm. but I don't know if they want them back Mm -hmm. and then I feel like I'm I'm like showing too much in these relationships and it's like you're just doing too much like it shouldn't be but then it's like am I doing too much in this relationship or are they just not and there's really no way to tell
1: without communication exactly and then when it's one-sided that just yeah. It just never works. So It's frustrating because I'm, I'm like, why knows. do we still
0: want to be... Why do we still want to build these relationships with people who aren't wanting to... I totally agree. <laughs> just I know. And,
1: and it sucks because... We want to be seen just as much as we're heard. Yeah. And I'm not one to say that validation doesn't feel good because it does. Yeah, I mean, it does. There's no way to get around it. And inherently, I think we're wired into the way we think and perceive based on this rewarding seeking mechanism, Mm -hmm. which validation and friendship and validation fulfills. Mm -hmm. So despite these negative feelings, we crave validation because internally in some figment, I think it checks a box for us.
0: Do you think that's what we're seeking from these relationships, like that we're being turned down from is validation? It's like why i think it's also like a people-pleasing nature but like mm-hmm. from these relationships where we're being in a sense rejected it's like i need the, i need i need, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I need this more, person to like me the
1: more you like can't attain it the more like you mm-hmm. want it, you know the chase exactly <laughs> like the the thrill of the chase as well and then yeah, like, yeah they're like oh maybe i should be friends with them but then you're like oh but i totally like just can't be friends with this mm-hmm. person based on like like values
0: and things like that mm-hmm. so which goes into the whole thing of like you chasing one relationship where it's one-sided mm-hmm. and not being able to realize the relationships that are so valuable around you exactly because you're putting in all your eggs per se into like <laughs> into the one person <laughs> like basket you're focusing
1: so much attention into like making this one thing mm-hmm. work yeah that you disregard like all the other things that like you should be like mm-hmm. checking in with friends and things like that yeah um so, yeah, I totally agree with all that. And it's always easier said than done. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. it's easier to say this is this, this, that, like things like that. But it's important to look introspectively into who it is we're sh- striving to get this mm-hmm. validation from. Why yeah. them? And why why so much so from them? Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like the sandwich rule that I've been taught in <laughs> which someone gives you two negative commentaries, but they're sandwiched in the middle of the good one. So it's like, oh, your hair looks a little rough today, but that shirt is so cute. Although I don't know why you would pair those shoes with that. Okay. And I think, like, that friendship kind of aspect is also reciprocated in a sense. Like, they'll do two bad things, but a good thing, and you still continue to, like, chase after
0: And, like, the good thing will, like, cancel it out. Exactly. Sure, they build on me twice, but they reached out to me
1: once, so, like, it's fine. Exactly. (laughs) And then things like that. But boil it down to how you think and feel afterwards of that interaction. Mm -hmm. And how do you as a person or character grow. And the situation can get translated into a variety of other counters. But what I'm tr- like truly trying to convey here mm. is the why and the who. So mm. why are you seeking this validation, whether that's in terms of academics, appearance, friends, stories, mm. whatever that might be and who it is you're trying to attain mm-hmm. it from. So I think, like, personally for me, I've been trying to, like, answer those questions for myself because mm-hmm. I do think it has been, like, a much bigger presence this semester than last mm-hmm. semester. Yeah. Because first semester we're all
0: trying to meet new people, get as yeah, many yeah, yeah, new yeah. friends as we can, but yeah. like, second
1: semester it's, like, deepening th- those relationships. Exactly, and seeing who
0: you really trust exactly. and want to develop a further relationship with, yeah.
1: So I think it's those two questions, like, who and why, mm-hmm. and then going on forward with that. Mm-hmm. So not a not an easy one to answer, but definitely something really important.
0: Okay, now on to a related topic. Um, I wanted to bring this into it because I think it has a lot to deal with. Toxic relationships and friendships and self-awareness. and Just everything that has to deal with building <laughs> connections with other people. Okay, so I recently watched um, one of my favorite coming-age movies. Or I re-watched it, I should say. Um, it's called The Perks of Being a Wallflower. Um, and basically, it's a comp- the book, at least, is a compilation of all of Charlie, who is the main character's diary entries. Um, and depicts like his days in high school, um, all the emotions that come with growing up, the angst, the happiness, young love, and all the issues that come with it. Um, anyway, so in the movie, Charlie poses a question to his English teacher saying, Mr. Anderson, why do nice people choose the wrong people to date? Um, mm. To which Mr. Anderson's response was, we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm. Literally, wow. One of my <laughs> favorite quotes of all time.
1: So I do think we seek what we think we deserve mm. but what that's really about is our mindset I know mm-hmm. I have mentioned her earlier but Eli Rallo one of my personal yes. favorite role models <laughs> preaches in self affirmation, and yes. it's a funny connection but she once posted that you just have to wake up and feel and know that you're hot shit doesn't matter <laughs> if you don't think it doesn't matter what kind of day it is bad day good yeah. day don't just think it but act like it mm. because life tears you down yeah, past experiences, relationships, friendships can make you think that you're not deserving mm-hmm. of more, and it yeah. can really get to you. We're all human; like mm-hmm. things get to us. But literally, throw that mentality away. Literally, trash can right now. <laughs> <Because> it's just <laughs> not true. It's really not. From someone who has both had toxic friends and toxic toxic exes in the past, I can tell you that you did not do not deserve, nor should you think those experiences dim your future ones. So, mm-hmm. what I'm trying to say is, we fall in love with the wrong people, we befriend the wrong people, but as a result, we devalue ourselves.
0: Yeah,
1: And we let that get to us. We're so wrapped up in this illusion at times that we become blind to the true character of the people around ourselves, whether that's through we're seeking their validation, approval, mm-hmm. or whatever that may be.
0: Yeah,
1: And I do think that connects to our need for validation because it fills some sort of void that we're trying to hinder mm-hmm. or not yeah. pay attention to. So yeah. that validation, again, checks this box of letting that issue curtail itself. Mm-hmm. So whatever it might be that is leaving us feeling like we're just not enough mm-hmm. or good enough... I think we have to uncover what that is and yeah. seek to resolve that problem. So we internalize these thoughts and we believe in them. Because how many times have you heard or even said it yourself? Oh, they're out of my league. Yeah, I pretty damn often, right? Yeah. I've said it. Yeah, like but what does that even mean? It, okay, you know. There's, there's like... so much I could say on that. <laughs> like just it's trash can again. Yeah. Like, just no because. You, it's all in the mindset, yeah. And the more you think about it and believe it, the more you're going to seek those out. So, the more you think that you're not worthy of mm-hmm. something better, the more you're going to look for something worse,
0: yeah.
1: And friendships can end, um, they can affect you. And I, there's so many things around that, so. Like Let's say you had a toxic friend that belittled you and constantly ensued internalized competition. Mm-hmm. That's not good. Yeah. Your friendship ends and you encounter a similar person with a similar behavior. Mm-hmm. I see this going two, two ways. So the first, you internalize that mindset, see it as familiar, maybe even comfortable, uh-huh. and end up being friends with them. Again, yeah. end up getting hurt, whatever it might be. The second one is realizing that, realizing that it's not a good behavior to kind of draw yourself mm-hmm. to, and either communicating or realizing that this friendship isn't beneficial to me or mm-hmm. the other person person. and
0: And that way you know you're deserving of better
1: exactly and when to end a friendship is also something that we're going to dive into later Mm -hmm. but it's healthy to realize that it's okay to end a friendship yeah because you ultimately have to put your beneficials first Mm -hmm. in that sense yeah and it can take months to understand the negative impacts that this has left you with like even at the end of another friendship you might look back on it and be like oh wow like that was not good yeah and It doesn't mean that we shouldn't seek to find better. Mm -hmm. It means that we shouldn't seek to find less than. It means that those people didn't give us joy, but Mm -hmm. it's not that we're not going to find it. It's not out there. Exactly. So, like I said, I think that we just have to change our mindsets and adapt to this new process of healing and growing and how we Mm -hmm. perceive.
0: So that's my take. I like that. I like that a lot. And I think also it takes having the right type of friends and the right relationships in your life for you to realize that other ones are really bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. That was kind of me over Christmas break. Like, I found some really good friends for semester who I've stayed friends with now, like Danny. <laughs> um, and going home from break, I struggled to connect with a couple of my friends and from high school. And it was just hard for me. I don't know. Maybe it was just like new environments that we were in, whatever. And then I just kept comparing those relationships to relationships I had up at college. And I was like, you know, these relationships are so different. Some are good, some are bad. And it took me realizing what good I could have in my life to realize that I was settling for relationships that weren't good and healthy for me. Um, So again, like I knew that I deserved better and that I could have better. So then I just ended the other relationships, Mm. which was very hard for me, but it turned out for the best. It's going back to Mr. Anderson's amazing quote. Um, I really thought about it a lot. Um, It's something that's constantly on my mind because, again, I love meeting people and experiencing new connections. Um, So here's what I've come to decide about that. Um, A lot of our feelings toward ourselves are internalized, the good, the bad, and everything in between. And for good reason. Sometimes we just don't feel like outwardly showing how we feel about ourselves, and letting the world know our every emotion, which is totally fair, that's totally me. I can put on a smile, but be really stressed out inside, and that's okay, but you know, that's just how we function. Um, we tend to internalize and compartmentalize every feeling to the point where we don't think that these feelings are worthy of being shared. Mm-hmm. We're scared of this sort of vulnerability, and maybe it's because we've been hurt in the past for being vulnerable, maybe because we don't trust people. You're you does know, society even want us
1: to be vulnerable in a sense? Like, you yeah. go to work, you go to school, and you're expected to put on mm-hmm. a smile, just get your work done, go through your day, exactly. you get asked, how are you, and answer, good. Yes. And I, I hate that. Yeah, It no, bothers me so much. Because it's not genuine. It's, it's not, not intentional. No
0: and then it, it's in passing exactly yeah. yeah and it increases the stigma of like you're not supposed to share your emotions mm-hmm. like all this stuff yeah which i think is really stupid but that is just anyways um again we feel like these emotions are not worthy of being shared which makes us feel like ourselves are not like we're not being worthy we're not worthy of being shared um we tend to hide and disregard ourselves almost subconsciously and then this becomes a habit of us not wanting to share our emotions because we're subconsciously not doing it, etc. It isn't until we meet those people that are genuinely interested in us enough to dive deeper that we want and want to know our emotions that we are okay with sharing them. And these are the type of relationships that I specifically look for. Um, and this vulnerability and able to be this trusting with a certain person is literally everything. But. On the flip side, we settle for relationships that are less than because it's so deeply misconstrued in our minds that we don't deserve more. We are used to having these relationships where our emotions aren't encouraged or aren't celebrated. Um, And so we tend to look for those relationships moving on in life, which, again, leads to this cycle of us not thinking that we deserve more. Mm -hmm. um, And we think that we're not worthy of these deep relationships where we can be intentional um, with genuine and authentic people who might actually care about us and our feelings. Why that is, why we continue to think we're not worthy of deep relationships and actual authentic people, I don't know. (laughs) Um, But what I will say is that I personally have fallen victim to this time and time again. But as Danny was saying earlier, falling in love with falling in love with or befriending the wrong people doesn't mean we don't deserve to be loved or that we must seek less than. It just means that these are all like learning experiences and times for us to learn more and realize that we are deserving of better and more.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think with each relationship we should learn something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Take something away. So with a failed relationship, a failed friendship, we learn something. Yeah. We know about ourselves, the friendships that we seek or what we want to get out of this friendship yeah. going forward. So I think lot to learn in any kind of situation but as humans we're inherently and instinctively seeking approval and validation Mm -hmm. and that's not always bad per se because there's other things that it can lead to however it can be extremely detrimental Yeah. because yes seeking approval in some figment of this reality can be beneficial because it'll push you or drive Mm -hmm. you to seek out more but it's also important to again identify why we seek this approval Mm -hmm. so badly yeah and who we're seeking in front of. Is it strangers, yeah. friends, loved ones, families? And nowadays, we look towards social media for this validation in mm-hmm. terms of likes and reshares and comments and et cetera, all these different things. And what I'm trying to really get at here is the why. Why do we seek this approval from others? And why do those opinions matter to us? Yeah. Like, why is it our perception of ourselves enough? Like Exactly. Why isn't my understanding of who I am as a person, mm-hmm. what I... Why is not good
0: enough? Like, why am I so outwardly thinking? You know exactly. what I mean? I don't know. One example I can think of it is recently, I've been getting really into LinkedIn.
1: <laughs> I <laughs> think which, we both have been.
0: Yeah. Okay. You're way more well-versed in LinkedIn than I am. I literally got mine, like, before Christmas break. Anyways, so if you don't know what LinkedIn is, it's basically, like, social media on the professional social. side. So you basically, like instead of putting you know where you live like if you're in a relationship like all this stuff you'll put like what companies you work for what skills you have and then other people can like endorse those skills so for example i can be like oh danny's really good at using like jupiter coding or whatever anyways um I recently got into it and there's this thing about like getting 500 plus connections and like followers on there and I was just like adding these random people and I was just like oh my gosh like I want to get to 500 but then now that I'm thinking about it like what does that even mean like why was I thinking about like I need to get 500 connections like I don't know all these 500 people that I'm connecting with mm-hmm. and even then like when they message me and stuff about things I'm like do I really think this is going to be beneficial for me like are these I mean yeah they're connections in a professional sense but like will they really help me in the future like things like that. But also, like, why am I seeking approval in the perfect like in this way from these people who I don't even know? Mm-hmm. Like, I should be seeking approval from people whose opinions actually value- are valuable to me and who I actually know and who know me, you know? Like, why am I looking for this? And it's the same thing on Instagram. Like, mm-hmm. you can have 2,000 followers on Instagram and, like, 700 likes on a post. But, like, what does that even mean? Like, is that- behind it, it's just someone double tapping. And whether that double tap for a like is intentional or not, it's... That's, I mean, it's still a double tap. Like, what is, you you know, like, do they actually like you? Are they actually friends with you? You know, stuff like that. So as far as, like, validation goes, I guess it's validation, but at the same time, like, on a psychological sense, like, why does that equate to, like, why does a like on a post equate to validation when it's a person we don't even know, And on you know? a grander
1: sense, I also, I don't even think that's a person, but even that number for on mm-hmm. Instagram, like, connections. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's like, you don't even know those 500 people, mm-hmm. but that number... And on the macro sense, like wow! I have 500 connections. I yeah. have 4,000 followers. I have a thousand likes. Like, yeah. it doesn't even on behind the scenes. We don't even essentially on like the grander scope mm-hmm. care who these people are. But yeah, but more so
0: the representative nature of exactly it, which exactly. Is just it just like seems like a lot of people. It's paradoxical, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like what is really that really good like mean? marketing branding strategy by these social media <laughs> yeah. apps? But it's really bad for our mental health and mm-hmm. our perception of ourselves. I think mm-hmm. at times I'll be like. I'll think that if one of my friends doesn't comment on my photos, like, she's mad at me, or, like, they're mad at me, you know? And why do I think like that? Like, the other day, I posted something on Instagram, and, like, one of my friends didn't comment on my post, and I was like, oh, my God, like, she liked it, but she didn't comment. So, mm-hmm. like, what does that mean? But at the same time, it's, like, I would rather have her comment and talk to me if in it was... person, Yeah, yeah, in person. Yeah. Or if, like, she actually had something to say rather than just mindlessly commenting, like, love this, you know, If she, and even though she didn't really like it, you know what I mean? And it's, like, people you haven't talked to in ages would mm-hmm. comment, mm-hmm. and then
1: you literally haven't talked to them in years, yeah. but they'll comment. So I just, I think it's just really confusing in that sense. Yeah. But it's also like, what does that really mean? Yeah, exactly. Like, what what, that are, what really are your intentions mean? here? <laughs>
0: because at least for me, I my immediate thought, I think maybe I'm just like a natural skeptic. I'm just mm, like, why are you? Yes. Why now? Yes. Like, so, are, what are your intentions behind this? You know, it's not exactly. my first instinct to be like, oh, that's so nice. I'm just like, hmm, are they responding exactly. right now? Like, what's going on? And I don't on? think
1: that makes us pessimists, but more so like realists. In a sense, yeah.
0: Maybe that's me <laughs> trying to like justify just the fact exactly, just, yeah. If just
1: but um, like in my personal life, actually, I had two friends from my past reconnect mm-hmm. with me almost simultaneously, like within a two week span, mm-hmm. and we had like a pretty rough falling out. So mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh, okay, why not? Like, and it's like there was no communication uh-huh. or conversation. It was just like, hey, or yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so I just I don't know if it's validation in a sense or what this is connecting to, but I do think. It's just trying to understand why or like questioning the exactly, it. exactly. And I don't think it's wrong of us to question if those intentions are good or bad because we don't want like, get hurt again. Exactly. Yeah. Which again plays into this role of like the, this literally a vicious cycle of validation and friendships mm-hmm. and toxicity and how it continues to literally just infinite yeah. loop. Yes, so. it does.
0: And that's also the thing that comes with like building new. Like you want to you want to break this cycle of toxicity mm-hmm. and friendships and relationships, right? But like that's. You can't break the cycle like if you don't build new connections. You know what I mean? So, that like, can prove those wrong. Yeah, exactly. As well. But you won't know yeah. until you try to develop new connections, <laughs> which then goes back into the vicious cycle. So it's just all a thing that we just need to learn how to deal with. And, and being mindful about it, yes. realizing it, understanding yes. it, being weary, being cautious, but mm-hmm. also being open to be vulnerable again to yes. trust. But finding that balance <laughs> is very difficult, but... Honestly, that's we're all going through it together. And the fact that we're able to have this platform to talk about it, I think is very important and we're able to bring it all to light, I think is great. Um, so again, kind of talking about friendships, actually making it this whole like, relationship thing more specific, I want to talk about friendships, um, specifically one sided ones, um, which goes back into the toxicity topic. Um, as well as how to confront people mm-hmm. and when to mm-hmm. distinguish when a friendship is no longer beneficial to us and ending the friendship subsequently, which is very hard for me at least. Ending a friendship is almost the end of like a chapter mm-hmm. because when I I associate like memories and like fun times with like people, right? Obviously, I think a even lot of places, do that. yeah, places. Like, which songs? Sucks yes, in a sense as well. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> like even to this day, there's certain songs I can't listen like, to um, because they remind me. I totally me of, agree.
1: And it's people. like you label it like our song or like or like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And every yeah. time it plays, every
0: time you see it, it yeah. just your your mind goes to mm-hmm. it. Exactly. And when you end a friendship, it's like I can't listen to the song anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't go to this place anymore. You know, even though like I still will. Um, but it's really hard because you're you're both really vulnerable in this relationship, or this friendship. You know, you had this sense of established trust and the love that you developed in the two of you, and like ending it ends that whole like ends that bond you had, ends that chapter, like, the memories, like, you'll never forget the memories, but then the person associated with the memories is gone, so it's just a whole thing, um, and it also brings up the question of, like, where we draw our personal boundaries, like, Mm -hmm. once this, once these types of friendships are ended, like, once certain friendships are ended, like, can we reestablish trust once it's broken with these people, or, like, how does that look moving forward, like, I don't... Right. So, I mean, going back
1: to the first part, I think friendships and relationships are very close in proximity because just as you break up with someone, you leave a friendship. Yeah. And I think the impact is just – it's so similar. Like mm-hmm. you said, like, it impacts you on such a strong level. Like, yeah. losing a best friend or mm-hmm. ending that friendship yeah. is, is literally the equivalent to me, yeah. at least. And yeah. I'm not a confrontational person. I tend to internalize many of my emotions mm-hmm. and deal with problems on my own. Yeah. Like, I don't like getting mad at people. Yeah, 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 I'll yeah, just yeah. rather, like – back away for a little bit deal with it on my own let the dust settle and then come back Mm -hmm. which but then at what point point is confrontation like needed needed and it is needed that's the thing that i want to convey very strongly is that confrontation is needed communication is so important yes yes and it may sound like this trait is basically independence Mm -hmm. and it's a good trait to have but honestly it's one of my biggest points that i'm trying to change my attitude regarding Mm -hmm. the problem and how i resolute it because confrontation is important like internalizing these emotions isn't good at all times no it's not sometimes small things sure you don't need to like pick a fight over xyz but i don't think it's good to kind of shy away and not confront the person but at the same time it's really hard because you're typing out that text and you're thinking like but why like it's like you know like is this worthy of bringing up and it's it's hard because you feel like you don't want to start something you don't want Mm-hmm. Like, it, are your feelings worthy? Which yeah. they absolutely are. But at the same time, there's that internal battle that I constantly mm-hmm. always have. Um, But I think there is a balance to be had. But at the same time, it shouldn't be a problem to confront people. So no. I don't think we should be scared to confront people because it's natural. Yes, We're natural to get mad at people, upset, frustrated. Yeah. But like Sam said earlier, if you don't tell people what you need out of a relationship mm-hmm. or what is upsetting you, they're not going to know. Yeah. Exactly. Like, if they're upsetting you by commenting on your hair because that's the strong point of whatever Mm -hmm. but they're always doing it they're not going to know exactly until until you tell yeah exactly so i think that's super super important and it's kind of like that process, so A, upset me, and B is what I like to see moving forward, and C is how we can both do better in yeah, the situation. Yeah, exactly. So kind of creating a game plan of why you're confronting mm-hmm. and what you're going to do yeah. moving forward. So it's not just a one-sided thing, it's what mm-hmm. both of us can do moving forward. I can exactly. communicate better, you can not talk about my
0: hair. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> whatever, exactly. Whatever
1: it might be, because relationships are supposed to like, ultimately assist both people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, drawing personal boundaries, again, also things that we should consider, but... Yeah. I don't know. What do you think, Sam?
0: I think that, I don't know, for me, I've always struggled with confrontation because, well... I think we're really similar in that sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think no one genuinely like likes it, but when I was little I had an issue with like being criticized like on my like third grade report card that was like the one thing that was in the comment section was like cannot accept corrections <laughs> which like, actually I'm right that really like irked me you know I mean like a straight A student I was like you know what like why is this a comment on my thing and I like taught I was like really upset I don't know why because I just I don't know I was also like a very much like Perfectionist when I was younger, so I tried to make like every single thing perfect. So I didn't like the idea of someone telling me that I wasn't, you know, being perfect because I guess that would just like shattered my little third grade brain anyway. But I slowly learned that this sense of criticism is because the other party wanted me to be better Mm. and that they cared about me. So, exactly, yes, so that goes with confrontation because if someone's willing to confront you about something it's because they want a better relationship they want their... and they believe
1: it they believe that it can be better. yes
0: yes yeah. which i think is a form of flattery again this is something i've talked about with my therapist in the past because it's still something i struggle with now like when people would talk to me about things you know i wouldn't know how to respond because it was just kind of like awkward but yeah. she told me to reframe it in a certain way that like confrontation should be if it's at least like in a positive light like mm-hmm. it's a like it's another person's way of showing that they know this relationship could be better and here's what they need out of this relationship so that means that they want to deepen the relationship with you they know it could be better and they want to communicate that with you and so I think like for me confronting other people at times it's been very beneficial but when the other when it's not well-received, that's when things go downhill. And that's why I'm like, I don't want to confront people anymore because it's just going to go like this. Mm. But then it's like, if you go into every single confrontation thinking that, then it's just going to go poorly every single time. Yeah, and I think this goes back to what I mentioned at the
1: very beginning was, was mindset. So mm-hmm. the way you frame confrontations, the way that you yeah. frame boundaries, the way that you frame this in your mind I think changes everything going forward uh-huh. so if you frame confrontations as this negative in which you might lose a friend and yeah, go yeah, downhill yeah. then I mean the more you believe it the more it's bound mm-hmm. to happen you know yes. but the less you play into that stereotype the more you think confrontations mm-hmm. will enlighten the friendship and build it and lead yes. to better things mm-hmm. I think and set that, those intentions at the beginning of your conversation exactly. with these don't just go into it you know yeah and like, be like here's what's wrong like, exactly A-D-C-D. like here are like, my contentions like, yeah yeah and yeah, yeah. I think it's I mean Be mindful, again. Uh Like, I think that's... I mean, maybe I'm just saying that because it's one of my... Like, one of the things that are always on my mind. Uh But I think just truly being mindful is so important. Mm -hmm. And... Being intentional. Like, what do you want out of it? Exactly. And how am I feeling as a result of this? Yes. Exactly. And on the same topic, I want to bring up standards. So... (laughs) Specifically high standards, which I think both Sam and I have. Yes. Which are... What does that even mean? Like, who decides... I mean, it's all... It's all arbitrary. Yes. Yes. Which... Society is... So many things to say. (laughs) But high standards are often regarded to be negative. Uh Like, why? when people question your standards, we tend to devalue ourselves and think, why are standards so high? Uh But it's it's not that. We should have high standards. Mm -hmm. So, Sam, can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Okay. So
0: I think this goes perfectly into what I was saying earlier about, like, we accept the love we think we deserve. Mm. I can definitely say that relationships and that I've had in the past were bad and as a result I've learned from them and the relationships that I've built now I know that I can that I deserve more like mm-hmm. I would say like like almost all the relationships in my life that I have right now in the present are like great like they're all mm-hmm. really strong I'm really happy about all of them really grateful that I've been able to develop them in this way and I think in like by being mindful and intentional, (laughs) you realize that these relationships are what you need. Like these good relationships are good. And that way you're able to distinguish like what the bad ones are. And again, knowing that you deserve better goes back into the fact of like, that's what you look for in new relationships. Like, oh my gosh, like these people are great. I'm gonna look for more people that like, are like value the same things, obviously. But I just don't understand why people say like, that's such a high standard, Mm -hmm. like all this stuff. It's, like, that might be a high standard to you, but right. that, for me, that's what I need exactly. for my life, like, to be successful and to, like, be who I am and, like, actually develop a close connection with people. Mm-hmm. And so, honestly, when people would be, like, oh, like, you have such high standards, like, all this stuff, I'm, like, well, maybe you just have low ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, I, I mean, like, reframing that, being, like... I guess you could say high, but our standards just look different. That's what I would say. Like and I, I don't also know.
1: don't think that we need to justify our standards. You know, no. Like we have them for a reason. Exactly. And they're there because they help us. Like, yes. exactly. They help us professionally, academically, mm-hmm. socially, whatever it might be. Yeah. They're there for a reason. And how many times have been have you been told that your standards were too high? Yeah. So, so many. many. And it's frankly, I think it's just annoying. Yes. Because does it mean that you have to lie to yourself and settle for someone who you don't really like or mm-hmm. take a job that is below your skill grade or does it mean that we should continue to be friends with a person that makes us feel awful about ourselves yeah no it makes you like question yourself when people exactly. say exactly
0: it's like oh are my standards too high and then you're more inclined to lower them exactly but it's like, you shouldn't have yes. to nor should that ever be a question
1: because how ridiculous does that sound just take away the adjective just say standards in general <laughs> just take away high but if you really think about it, mm. like you keep hearing it, oh, your standards are too high. Your standards are too high. Yeah, and you do go to the lower standards. You mm-hmm. lower them, and you think, oh, I'll just settle. But you shouldn't have you, to. Yeah, you should. You shouldn't settle. Um, you're if you're gonna settle less than just because you're scared to go against the flow, or you're told that you'll never find your perfect job, partner, friend, mm. whatever that might be. Yeah. I mean, sure rarely does it exist to find something quote perfect but at the same time don't shy away from it just because yeah. people are telling you that your standards are too high you have too high of expectations exactly.
0: yeah
1: have have a sense of reality obviously mm-hmm. in your expectations and standards nothing's like cotton candy rainbows cloud nine yeah, 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 yeah. But at yeah. the same time don't lower them don't think less than and don't shy away from because it's like what other people exactly yeah. so hot take high standards are good yeah they're beneficial because they push us to seek out more and look for the mm-hmm. better and it and just shows like it's a reflection of how you feel about yourself mm-hmm. Ex- I okay I love that yeah. exactly because when you have high expectations for your like for the things around you, mm-hmm. your environment you have high expect- expectations for yourself yeah. and I think that's reflective but also they parallel each other mm-hmm. and it's like that relationship of high standards for you but also those in your environment mm-hmm. and I think that's so important
0: but Wow, I love that. (laughs) No, I I think that's, I think honestly that kind of shows my relationship with you as well. Mm -hmm. Like uh, first semester we weren't like super close, like we'd go out together and things like that, but we weren't close in like professional sense. But then Mm -hmm. once I started getting to know like your work style, like your motivation, like that really like motivated me. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh, I need to do more things and like get more involved and just kind of like try more things that was honestly like something the big thing that i learned from you was like reaching out there like diving into a million different things Mm -hmm. and like sure you'll be super busy but then you'll be able to narrow down like what you really want to do and again like now that i'm able to have like not like danny has like a blueprint but like see her values (laughs) of like she's determined she's determined like she's motivating but she's also like compassionate and loving and like balances everything out perfectly it's like now i'm able to seek out those types of relationships of people that are going to push me to do better, like in professional sense, but also like in a friendship sense as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So I think that's really important. And you
1: also embody kind of the standards that you have around you, like similarly to you, like the work ethic, Mm -hmm. I go go and strive to like implement that more in my life. Mm -hmm. So it's like that environment that you surround yourself with, Mm -hmm. like that high standard, quote, high standard, environment that you surround yourself with is kind of like the values that you embody, but also kind of reflect and also learn. Mm -hmm. So I think that's so important. So high standards yeah keep them up raise them don't lower them guys yes. and don't settle yeah
0: don't settle and I think also we talked about this a little bit like the struggle between being able to think on our own and embrace our emotions without mm-hmm. the influence of others and being able to be like no, my standards aren't high, they just are different than yours. That's not bad, you know? it's just different. Yeah, it's just different. And it's hard because it's always going to be there where you're comparing your emotions and your standards to other people and like it's fine, but it's just you have to in that sense you have to be like self-aware. That's the word as like, yeah. There Yeah. in that sense you have to be self-aware and think like what do I need out of relationships in my life? What am I looking for and how am I going to develop these relationships and find these people?
1: But like you said, it is a struggle to kind of be able to think on your own whenever mm-hmm. you're having so many different inputs and so many different people telling you all these different things and yes. social media, your parents. I know mm-hmm. my parents are always calling me and telling me their opinion and yes. it's not bad. It's it's great to have good, like, a variety of different opinions because yes. it makes you think differently, right? Yes. But whenever it starts to impact your decision making and kind of questioning yourself mm-hmm. and your quick-think nature, yes. I think that's when it starts to become a problem. I actually had to yeah. read this book for AP Psych back in high school but it was about the nature of like your first instinct which is mm-hmm. usually... The best, most accurate one. Yeah. Like your first instinct, so you should first go with first thought. It. Yeah. Exactly. You have it for a reason. Yeah. And I think whenever we start doubting that, whenever mm. we start questioning that, that's when we start
0: to get problems. Mm-hmm. And it's usually mm-hmm. by the influence of others. Exactly. Yep. Which is toxic. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so how do we identify these toxic relationships?
1: So I think it takes a lot of introspection but also extrospection mm-hmm. whenever you're looking into yourself, mm-hmm. the kind of relationships you have, but also those around you. Mm-hmm. Do you kind of compare to those around you? Can you relate to them? Mm-hmm. What kind of is that relationship there, that give mm-hmm. and take? Mm-hmm. Do you relate to those around you mm-hmm. or are you embodying them because you know whenever you're in that group of people and yes. you just kind of become one you yes. take on that personality because yes. that's what you're around like what else sometimes you it's good do? sometimes <laughs> it's bad
0: exactly, exactly. <laughs> like, sometimes it's good because you motivate
1: yourself yeah you're surrounded by a group of very driven people mm-hmm. so you become more driven yes you seek out more opportunities mm-hmm. or you're in a community that kind of doesn't do much and things like that and that's right, how yeah. you kind of it's environment yeah you, exactly. you play into it so i think it's really important to again Be mindful. Yes. But also be aware. Are you happy in the relationships and environments that you have, in the friendships that you have? Mm -hmm. Are you coming out of them drained, exhausted, disappointed, feeling Mm -hmm. worse about yourself, feeling shit about yourself? Yes. And oftentimes it takes a while to understand that because – We internalize it. Mm -hmm. We think that it's okay. Uh We're used to it. So we go with it. Yeah. But actually being willing to either confront Mm -hmm. or honestly just exit out of the relationship. Be like, hey, this isn't working out for me. I think we're looking for two different values. Mm -hmm. Our friendships don't really align. And I don't think this is great. I'd love to, you know, things like
0: that. And being having the risk to take that. Mm -hmm. So I I agree with every single thing you just said. That was a lot. But (laughs) I I was like, yes, yes, like say more, say more. (laughs) I think for me, realizing toxicity, I have trouble with just because I again I mean, it is hard to identify. Yes, like and it's hard losing people again. Like oh, I yeah. hate, I just Ugh, I don't know. I just because every like it. friendship relationship,
1: whatever it might be, is special. Like yes. there's something there. There's a yes. reason I believe that we are friends. Yes, or but also
0: the thought of ending the relationship that ends in your head that like right. pops up in your head again with at the first instinct. Like it's there for a reason. Mm. And I've learned that a lot from my brother actually because. He's he's 5 years older than me. His circle his like friendship circle is a lot smaller than mine because obviously like he's in the professional world and stuff. And I think when I was in high school, I used to like not like make fun of him, but kind of question like, "Oh, like why do you only have like 10 friends that you always like hang out with and stuff?" And I think what I learned from him the most is that he's so intentional with each one of those people, mm-hmm. and he's able to develop a deeper relationship because his circle is smaller, but also like none of those relationships are toxic like mm-hmm. he when he was in high school and college like he was friends with like a ton of people like had all these connections like they'd always be at our house like all this stuff like he'd always been talking about like someone knew that he's met whatever but once he kind of came out of that and realized like which people cared about him, which people were making like wanting to make the time for him, which people made him better. Right. He was able to build a really solid circle of friends. Mm-hmm. And then they all ended up being friends and now they all like do crazy things together like camping and stuff. Which <laughs> I never thought he would do. Um, but they push you to go outside your comfort yes. zone. And that's so important. Yes. You push them, they push you. Yeah, that's that's literally perfect. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. I don't know quality over quantity
1: exactly in a sense exactly and i've seen the same thing with my brother because i also have an older brother mm-hmm. um and you've seen that circle shrink yes but it shrinks for a reason yeah exactly. and those that stay i mean they're there for a reason yes. and i think we can also talk about that in the sense of covid i remember i would always see this but it's like the friends that like answer or like check out mm-hmm. check in on you are the ones that truly matter yes like i personally think i lost a pretty decent amount of friends throughout covid because oh my gosh like you realize who was there for you and who wasn't. Yeah, and exactly. And like, like you said earlier, there's surface-level friendships. Mm-hmm. You have those school friends, and then you have friends' friends. Like you yes. know, the different concentrics so yeah. of that. And I think like it, not that I necessarily lost friends, but understood who was truly there for mm-hmm. me. Who yes. has continued to stick with mm-hmm. me throughout high school, throughout kindergarten, things yes. like that. And I think that's super, super interesting. Mm-hmm. But also like looking back on it and mm-hmm. understanding that in a more deeper perspective. Yes
0: i definitely agree like i remember when the quarantine for me first hit my parents were super wary obviously right. and um when like things were slowly getting lifted like they were still a little wary and stuff but a couple of my friends were hanging out like five of my best like high school girlfriends. Um, And they would, like, hang out and stuff. And I'd get severe FOMO because it was literally, like, the four of them. And then, like, me, like, not there. So, obviously, I'd get sad. Um, I mean, rightfully so. Yeah. But they'd always, like, FaceTime me or, like, send me pictures or, like, send me a picture of them, like, hugging the four of them and be, like, oh, like, Sam, like, draw, like, a little stick figure of me. Which, honestly, like, made me feel, like, so loved and, like, so included. Yes. And that really was very meaningful to me. And, again, I think COVID definitely made me realize, like, a lot of the relationships that I was putting too much effort into versus the relationships where, like, people actually were reciprocating. Mm -hmm.
1: And it's, like, you keep texting, hey, how are you, hey, how are you, and all that effort, which I think we talked about in
0: the BNA, but... Mm -hmm. No, I I totally agree, and I think with toxicity, it's just, it really does deal with mindfulness as Mm -hmm. much as that's, like, so redundant in this whole entire thing, like, really learn how to be mindful and intentional in your relationships, Mm -hmm. and that's how you find out who's toxic for you and who will help you become a better person and who you want in your life. Exactly. Yeah. I couldn't agree more. Well, I think that <laughs> concludes our second episode. I, That was that was really that
1: that was a lot yes a lot to consider a lot to think about a lot to share but at the end of this we hoped you learned something new about yourself and how toxic relationships and validation have impacted you
0: Mm -hmm. your life and things going forward and hopefully you learned to seek the right things out of relationships moving on and value yourself Um, so don't forget to follow us on Instagram check out our website we post blogs pretty frequently throughout the week. Just kind of whenever something sparks our interest. Um, And yeah, thanks for listening. Yep. And all in all, we challenge you to do the
1: same. But again, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Do Do It It To it. It.